Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Do you remember Give Me a Break show with Nell Carter? A show? Yeah. No. She sang a song in that that show called Give Me a Break. Was that Give Me a Break a real song or was it just a jingle? Well, there was a song called Give Me a Break and it went something like, um, Give Me a Break. Are you Googling it? No, I will. Give Me a Break. Uh, Nell, I think Nell Carter, Give Me a Break theme song. Man, that thing smells good. Sorry, Here it goes. You ready? Off. I mean, just hearing that gets you in the mood to watch Nell Carter. <laughs> Give me a break. I sure deserve it. It's time I made it to the time. Ah. And that's her saying it. Give me a break. I'm looking for it. Get behind me. Pull out every star. I'm on a happy ending time. Thank you, Nell Carter. Appreciate that. Right. That brings us to this Life Ain't For Everybody podcast, Breaking It Down. Chad and Alex brought to you today by What's Up With Some Jack... Daniels, Jack D, Lynchburg, Tennessee, TN, the home of Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. I did have a couple at the California Waterfowl Dinner the other night, and it was so good. Supported a good cause, conservation, habitat, ducks, advocacy, everything that calwaterfowl.org. Go there, sign up, become a member, become a life member. Support our culture, even if you don't hunt. It's good for wildlife, the outdoors, water rights, farmers, revenue, the way this world goes round. I'm here with Alex. That song brought me to a point of what we're going to break down today. Give me a break. Are you supposed to stay friends with your ex? Are you naturally supposed to be like, oh, yeah, no problem. Go start seeing that, you know, guy over there. Or, yeah. You're, you're seeing that girl over there. I'm still, we're still going to support each other. And I know that people say they do. How many of your exes, your serious girlfriends, and I don't have a whole lot in my life, serious girlfriends, but how many are you friends with? And are you supposed to stay friends with them? Is that, is that the right way to be? Or is it supposed to be like, get the freak out of here? I don't know. I'm asking the right way to do this. Well, I guess I'd have to inquire as to whether or not children were involved uh but i think very rarely does it ever work out to be where two people that aren't together anymore remain friends now if you have kids you have to have some kind of a working relationship for the you know betterment of your children i would say but i think even that you know gets uh gets screwed up more often than not. I, hey, people are people. Typically, if you break up with a, your significant other, there's going to be some harsh feelings. Very rarely does it end, you know, mutual. Hey, we're just grown apart from each other. Let's separate our ways and we'll remain friends. And maybe when you were younger and dating and stuff like that, but you throw financial, you know, things into that, people get their feelings hurt or, you know, it, it just, I think it's very rare when you're an adult to remain true friends with your ex. I think you and your ex have a great relationship. Huge. Great I, relationship. Took you, some time to get there. Sure. I, I, I struggle to think of really too many people that do. I mean, I. But here's the deal. You get into the deal, right? You meet somebody like, oh my God, puppy love. I'm never going to live without you. And then you complicate things by sexual matters or dating or whatever you want to call it. Now you're not just friends anymore. So now there's like this, this understanding that we're going to be together for the rest of our lives because we love each other at this moment in this timeline and this thing we call life. I think you're a great person. You're awesome. You're pretty. I love being around you. I think it's, uh, I think it's so neat that we've met and our paths have crossed. So you're saying all that changes because of a break. Give me a break, and I hate you now. Like, that's the weirdest thing to me of like, but I was a cool person when you met me. You're saying you got to know the real me, and now we can't even be keep this cordial. We have to hate each other. I understand what you're saying. Like, there's affairs. There's finances. There's things that, that cause people, like, they don't want to live with that person anymore. But the mature way to look at it is, 
our odds were against us in the first place. Oh, our yeah. odds are against us. Even in American marriages with the divorce rate, our odds are against us. Um, our odds are against us because of the word monogamy and how difficult that is in every other. There's no other monogamy in any other animal kingdom, I don't think. They say geese mate forever, mate for life. There's no way. No. If you and your mate come in and I pop her, I promise you he's going back up to the tundra and finding another her. <laughs> hey, yeah, no chance. <laughs> okay, so what does that mean? That we can't be like, wow, I'm not going to be upset because this person is not my significant other anymore. But I did. And at one time, I thought she was the cat's meow. I thought he was the cat's meow. But now I don't even want to hear her or his name spoken. That's weird to me. Yeah. And we're all guilty of it. All right, 100%. I think it's the circumstances that drive two people apart are what, you know, I would, would grenade a relationship to where you're not going to talk to somebody ever again. You know what I mean? I think if, you know, if, if all of a sudden you woke up one morning, your wife had drained your bank account and maxed out all your credit cards and, and ran off with another dude, it'd be pretty hard for you to... You know, but now we're talking about something that's one illegal, two it's criminal, three it's unethical as shit. Now but it happens. Talking, now you're talking about a piece of shit human being. But it happens, man. But yeah, but okay, I'm talking about just a normal breakup. We just don't get along. We don't like each other anymore. The puppy love's done. You're talking non-married break. You you it date. Doesn't a, even have to, it doesn't even have to be non-married. Right. So you date a girl for five, six, eight months, and then all of a sudden, it's just it's over. Yeah. I. I yeah. I still think it's pretty tough. There's like this ownership thing, this possession thing, this possessiveness that we're, if you can't be mine, I'm going to hate you. People take that even further. If you can't be mine, you're not going to be anybody's. But Sharon Stone, or what was that movie <sighs> where she boiled the rabbit? Fatal Attraction, I think it was called. Was that Looney Sharon Stone's? Looney Tunes. Was that when he was Roger Rabbit? rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, movie. that was Basic Instinct, right? Uh, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction, when Fatal she boiled the guy's rabbit, right? That wasn't yeah. Sharon Stone, though. No. That Sharon Stone was the the, the legs unveiling in, uh, oh, yeah, 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 in yeah. Basic Instinct. That was, right. that was still kind of a... That was, that was a, a jealous woman movie, too, right? Or a, yeah, a remember The Hand That Rocks woman? the Cradle with uh, Rebecca De Mornay? With the, mm -hmm. Me and you both use asthma inhalers. I kill somebody that <laughs> empties them all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's where I'm going with it, is that like this possessiveness or envy or jealousy or, oh, my God, I'm never going to be able to breathe. I understand heartache and grieving and all of that. But when, when the dust settles, you really don't have any right to be like, that's a piece of shit person. Like... You, you thought the world of them at one time. You can't just get to know somebody that much more and be like, I'm still going to be with them for six to eight months and just hate them after that eighth month is up. That's weird to me. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. No, it does. I think there's other maybe factors that go into it, right? I think people, people have a feeling, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, you, you break up with a, a gal and she wasn't good enough and that you know that creates some problems within the person's mind and then probably manifests into some resentment so to speak uh yeah i think it's been that way since the dawn of time though i i like i said there's not too many people out there that dated once you know years down the road like you said if you you get some significant time in between a, a relationship and you, you know, bump into somebody at a bar or something. I, you know, I think a lot of people put their differences behind them. I don't know that they're friends, but you know, maybe the hatred goes away. I can't think of too many people that ever dated and then are just buddies now, you know, just, I just don't think it happens. I think it's, I don't know. Personally, I've had it happen to where, like I've only had one, like one and a half girlfriends since my divorce, really two. Um, But this, the first one, like, there was quiet time during the the breakup period, you know, like there was some hurt and grieving. But then there was friendship again after and talking. Hmm. But it's almost hard because you still see him in that light. Like, man, that's I, – I, I had something more with you. Yeah, I was going to say, what what kind of problems does it create when you – are friends with that person you know then then she's got a new boyfriend and is are you feeling jealous or you get a new girlfriend and then is she feeling jealous you know it would be i, I even think it would be difficult to you know if you're friends with your ex that you truly cared about and now she's got a new boyfriend that comes over for a barbecue i 
I, I believe that would be pretty tough to deal with, you know? I, I mean, deal with that. Yeah, I know you do. But you, you have a – put it in terms of employment. You have a great employee. The mindset of an entrepreneur is we're a team. We have the same common goals. We're forming this unity to, to conquer and to chase and to execute and to accomplish and to create revenue and build a brand, whatever it is, right? That employee learns all the tricks of the trade and then burns you or just says, I'm leaving and I'm going out and starting my own company. Are you supposed to support that employee and be like, oh, good for you? Because that's free enterprise. That's the way the wheel of America goes around. That's the spokes of the wheel of the entrepreneurial spirit. You can't expect that everybody that you hire is going to be a, a lifetime employee. And there are going to be people that leave you and go out on your own. Because I, I, I blew goose calls for Fred Zink and I went out and competed against him and started my own. But I wasn't employed by him. I wasn't getting a weekly paycheck or a stipe. I wasn't getting any. I was just helping him grow a brand. And I'm like, man, I could do this. You know how all that went down. But Ricky, let's take somebody that's a, a stout businessman like your father-in-law. Okay. If he trains somebody in that business and then all of a sudden you're out and you, they're the general manager at Model Dairy and still all, you know, you'd like don't steal the recipes, but you like making your own ice cream now. Is he going to support you? No. Okay, so then what's the difference? It's like, why shouldn't he? He had his time with you. The grass isn't always greener. You're going to go out and learn for yourself that there might not be a better mate out there for me. There might not be a better playing field out there. There might not be a better job out there for me. I might not be able to start my own brand in my own business. It, it's, to me, it's kind of the same as like you get these people and you think that you own them. And then when they leave you, you're like hurt and you're struck down of like, what? You know, we had a guy in this business at one time that went out and tried to start his own TV show. Yeah. Failed miserably. Miserably. But the fact is, is that he did it and he had every right to do it. But me, I'm like, whoa, that ain't cool. That ain't right. But maybe I didn't do things right when he was in the infrastructure to make him be like, oh, this is where I want to be. I don't know. I don't know if that's even a comparison. It's like once they're gone, well, it's not like you should hate somebody just because that time in your life didn't work out. I think that that's a downfall of society. And I wonder if it's world society or if it's more so the jealousy and envy that America creates. Or I wonder if if, if Italy and other countries are, are as jealous and envy of each other as we are. Jealous and envious of each other as we are. You know, I, I think I would make the same or a very similar argument that, you know, if that person completely splintered off, did their own thing, and didn't come after your customers, your base, didn't come after your sponsors, you know, did, you know, I think that you do kind of have to just say, hey, you know, great. Now, if a guy works for you for 10 years and then goes and steals two of your top clients and starts his own business... I think you got every right to be upset about that. I do. I, you know, but why isn't it your fault that you didn't protect it more? Yeah, you could blame yourself for some of that. I mean, it's easy isn't to there say. Non, isn't there a non-compete or something that you can be executed? Can't you cover your bases as the business no. owner, the CEO, the GM, whatever it is, of like, okay, Alex is out uh, and he's in charge of all of our customer base. We've given him a company truck, a credit card for expenses and dinners and VIP service and whining and dining and entertainment. And then all of a sudden, Alex is like, man, I'm friends with all these guys. They're not real happy with what's going on here because Chad hasn't been paying attention to him. He, but no, Chad has paid attention. He put Alex in charge of that. Right. That's just ethics, man. That's yeah. ethics. Yeah. That's something that I need to watch of like, wait a minute. Just because I put Alex in charge of that, I don't know if you could trust anybody. Do you, does it come down to trust? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> At the end of the day, everybody's going to be looking after themselves. But, you know, I used to, when I worked at Western, which is a you know big company here, the, the, the thought was kind of always, you know, one, one, you know, cog doesn't run the machine. So, you know, you might think that you're going to leave there and you're going to steal all the Western's customers. You're going to start your own plumbing company because you know what all the fittings are and shit like that. That's usually not the case. They usually crash and burn. You know what I mean? You That's pe because Western's ran by one of the stoutest dudes there is. Yeah. Like, he covers his basis, right? I mean, he does for sure. But I think that when you get to that size, you're not really covering all your bases. You know what I mean? You're not 
you know, Rick can't talk to every single customer he's got. You just can't do it. He's got too many of them. I'm not, you know, the big ones, I'm sure he talks to them weekly or daily or whatever that number is, you know, but you can't, you can't watch it all. There's no way, but he, you know, has it at least in place to where, like I said, when a guy leaves, he's not worried about that guy stealing his business. They might try and they might get a little bit from him, but as soon as he catches wind of it, he'll, he would go over there, you know, and it would be over with. So there is a mature way to break up then. There is a mature way to look at this, such as you and your whatever. I don't know what you call her. I know she's a GF, but there's no fiance on the title, right? No. But we live together. We have a dog. You have a dog. No kids in the plan. No wedding ever in the plan. We own a home together. She wakes up on a Sunday morning and she's like, you know what? Sunday night dinners, I'm, I'm tired of not having a family. I'm ready for family. Alex isn't ready for family. He doesn't want to adopt he might get another one of these bulldogs that don't need to be bred anymore because they can't breathe, the poor little suckers. But you're saying that if she says, I want a family, but you don't want one, are you able to amicably say, amicably say babe, love you, but it ain't going to work for me? I'm out. Are you able to get over that hurt and not hold a grudge against this young lady because she does want something else in her life that you don't want to give her? Or are you going to be like, whoa, 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 that's false advertisement. You told me that you're in. You said you didn't need any of that shit. Now, people change. Life changes. Things change. Hearts change. People's feelings change, right? So what happens in that instance of, do you go, wait a minute, I work with your dad. I own a company with your dad. How does all this stay in place? Because you don't want kids. You know, she listens to this show. Theoretically theoretically speaking, how do you you get past this point in your life? Because it's going to come up. It might not come up in your relationship, but it's going to come up in somebody's relationship where they have to make tough decisions like this. Because my, my second part of this is this before you answer. If you know what the future holds, there would be no such thing as heartbreak because it all gets better. Right. You find somebody, it, the, the Band-Aid's on there, it's good, you peel it off again, whatever. You, you, it gets better. But you go through the grieving, you go through the sad times, you're like, I'm, I need to heal myself, I need to quote unquote work on myself, I need to rebuild myself, I need to find out who I am, answer all these freaking Dr. Phil questions, and then be like, okay, I'm ready to get back in the dating game again. But are you able to do that after 10 years with a person that turns the tide on you and says, Alex, I got to have some freaking kids. This is boring as shit. Does this happen? You know, how does how does this maturity level take in a, in a relationship that's because your relationship's kind of complex? I was going to say, we have a very complex relationship. Uh, how do you argue with somebody, you know, like you said, if you truly love someone and but I'll use that example. If, if Jilly said, hey. I, I, I got to have kids now. I've changed my mind. I mean, I'm four, I'm 41 years old. I'm not having kids. That's young. That's, I know, a, that's not but the cool. It's too that's old not to have right. kids. That's not true. That's not true at all. Well, I believe it is. You can believe whatever you want. That's not true. A 10-year-old when you're 51 would be fun as shit. It keeps you young. Nah. Fifth, you're worried about own. the diapers. You're I'm just saying, yeah, diapers. 100% diapers. You're worried about the poo-poo. I'm worried about the responsibility. Uh, but I'm saying, you know, if that were to happen and and – she said, "Hey, I want to go my separate way and have a family. I would have to, I would have to respect that and do it. I mean, would it suck? Absolutely. So you would, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't sacrifice the other way to hold on to somebody that you truly care for, because now you're breaking up out of a change of heart that sure. somebody wants to extend the family, build the family a little bit. Hey, man. I mean, I guess I would have to cross that bridge when I get there, but I." Like I said, from a very young age, I've known that I didn't want to have kids. That's crazy because you, your mom and dad are such cool people. You're tight with your brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question, uh, though. Question, yeah. though. You're, all, you're pretty much married in a sense, okay? Yeah. I don't know if common law plays into this, but there's a, there's a term thrown around by people that are married. They talk to their buddies. I would never do it again. What are you, an idiot for even thinking about getting married again? Sure. I would never try that again. Would you get back in the dating game potentially someday being in your 40s? Or would you be like, oh, dude, there ain't no way I'm investing in that shit again. That buying of the house, the sharing of the dog, <laughs> the splitting up of the of the cookie trays. I mean, you guys would pretty much have to split up some property if this ends. Um, you're in a comfort zone right now. You got it pretty good. But could you like 
see yourself doing that again? Or is that a fear? You're saying, uh, uh, like, would I get into another long-term relationship? Or you're saying just dating in general? I mean, yeah, there's some things that you need to keep in mind. Being at the age that you are, which isn't old. No. It's not old. No, no, no. Um, but it's not in your 20s where you're yeah, going to you bars start, and you shit. Start, you start getting into that deal to where a lot of the girls that you're going to date are going to have kids. Right. So are you going to hold out for one that doesn't? And how how do you meet a girl that's 35 to 40 that doesn't have kids? That's not very common. No. So now, does that scare you? Do you think about things like that? If this one did come to an end, if she wanted to tie the knot and you decided that you can't go there because you made up your mind when you were six that you're never going to get married. Because I didn't say never get married. I'm not going to have kids. Oh, so this there is potential in this little game then. No, no, no. I, but you just changed the subject is all I'm saying. It, it, I, I'm, if Jilly came to me and said, hey, we're, we're either getting married or we're breaking oh, okay. up. I see what you're saying. You're then, right. You're then right. I would get married to her. Right. I don't think she would ever say that. But I would have to have a very serious conversation about I, I want kids. I want my own kids, you know, or I'm leaving, you know, because there would be a different conversation. If she said, hey, I want to adopt a kid. I could have a conversation with her, you know, I don't want that, not to sound like a dick, but, you know. Do you uh, want the same girl for the rest of your life? Yeah. You do. How do you make up your mind? At what time in a guy's life does he make up his mind of like, I'm done tackling zebras and a lion here and there. I'm done rolling over and, and getting into the slop. with. The, I'm done with all of it. I, I'm a, I, if you make up the decision... It's a, it's a process for life. How do people, how do human beings stay with the same person for their whole life? And I love that. It's very admirable. But how do they do it? When it's almost impossible to think that way with the way history's been written. Uh, so I'm successful at it. I love Julie to death. We have a great relationship. I am still able to do the things that I like to do. I, you know, I'm obviously not trying to hook up with other chicks, but I can confidently go to a CWA dinner without there being some big fight on Sunday morning about how drunk I got. You know, I can go to, I can, I can go do whatever I want. If, if you and I want to go to Canada duck hunting next year, I can go do that. And I don't get the cold shoulder for it. I don't get the silent treatment. I don't get any of the, the, I think things go wrong in relationships in steps, right? You know, you, you've got a, you've got a great person at home, but now for whatever reason, you've got kids, you've got this now, you know, the, the Friday night beers with your friends isn't cool with your wife anymore. You know, the going on a fishing trip with your buddies isn't cool with your wife anymore. And your whole life is changed to fit into somebody else's profile. Now, that life, what if you don't like that life? You know what I mean? What if, what if that life's okay, but I still want to go hang out with my friends every once in a while? When you lose that balance, at least for me, I, I don't want, I can't lose that balance. That's part of not having kids, right? I mean, I enjoy freedom. I enjoy, you know, if I want to go do this and go do that, I go do it. And that gets harder and harder with all the little things that we put in our life, you know, starting a business, having a family, you know, doing all that, you, your time gets spread out more and more and more and more. And what are the things that go away? You know, the, the fun stuff that you used to do, in my opinion, I'm not saying that. Well, it's kind of like the, we've, we've talked about in the past of the importance of individuality and what, that's yeah, exactly what yeah, you're saying. You're right? saying it right when now. People lose individuality. They are starts to develop resentment mm -hmm. uh self-pride goes away um you don't know who you are anymore because everything that you're forming is built around this I ideology that i gotta be with her i gotta be with him if i'm not with her or not with him i'm not myself and that's not what we were put on earth to do i'm not saying that monogamy isn't important i'm saying that individuality makes it to where relationships become tough. And I want you to think about this for a second because I was educated by a friend yesterday and today on this word. And I want you to tell me how it plays into your relationship and if it's important. And, I, and think about it for a second. The word worthy or worthiness. And that when it's lost, failure is on the brink. If you don't know your self-worth, if you don't know the worth of your partner, if you don't know 
the value of what they bring and the worthiness that they bring to the table, that word worth is lost in relationships because of exactly what you just explained, that we lose our sense of worth because we think we only have to do things based on this relationship that's going on in our life. People lose who they are, their worth, their self-worth of who, what they can accomplish in life. Just because you become a mom doesn't mean that that's all you have to ever be again for the rest of your life. Just mm -hmm. because you become a dad, same thing. Okay? Just because you become a boyfriend or a girlfriend doesn't mean that you give up on all your other friends that were there with you the re your whole life. But it seems like our mindset goes that, oh, my friends will be there when I'm done. No, your friends become not worthy. So friendships start to fall apart. Not all of them, but some of them do. And then if you don't show the worthiness to the relationship, the relationship falls apart. That word is so important. And until this girl told me, this friend told me, this word is everything in a relationship, I started thinking like, holy shit, that's dead on. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, very true. Yeah, I, Like you said, we spoke about it a few weeks ago, but that's kind of a, a, a word that you would put on that conversation is worthiness. Yeah, it's you, you just, you know hit the nail on the head just because we have a relationship doesn't mean my whole life leading up to here means nothing. It has no worth. And now all I've got is this, this relationship it, that's, that's over exactly here. It. You just nailed it. Right. You're telling me that the past 20 years don't, there's no worth. Right. 40 years. Uh, you know, Jillian and I got together. I was 30, I was 31 years old. And that's what, you know, you, I would have a very difficult time just saying, oh, yeah, those those 31 years are, are down the drain. All the relationships I've established, you know, all the traditions that I've established and adhered to, all the friendships that I've made, they're all, you know, those are all gone. And you and I are going to live in our own little bubble. I, yeah. I, and I'm telling you, man, that that is the strain that I believe crumbles relationships quick. And... You know, like I said, you, you don't even have to really talk about the other stuff. It, you know, because if that piece to the puzzle is there, you know, you, you're never even, you don't even have to, you, you don't even think about the other stuff. All the rest of life is pretty easy. You know what I mean? It's, you go through the trials and tribulations, you know, together with somebody who, who wouldn't want to have a, a partner with you through the bad times in your life. Okay. You know now, here's an important thing that you just said. This is important to me because there's this, this ideology out there that monotony is tough. Monotony is difficult. It's proven here, right? I mean, the, the amount of extramarital affairs, boyfriends cheating on girlfriends and vice versa, divorce rate, the idea of being with the same person for the rest of your life is hard to prove that it can be done. So when you start thinking about what you just said, that it is cool to think to have a mate, to have somebody there that supports you, that's loyal, that's got your back. How scary is it on the other end of the spectrum to think that they could take you for everything you're worth or that they could be gone? It's a risk, right? Everything that's worth something in life is a risk. Mm -hmm. But how many times Frank Sinatra was married several times? People that have everything in life like you're talking about, man, I'm a... I got money, I got a nice house, I got a private jet, I got this, I got that. The only thing I'm lacking is a great mate. And then they get a great mate, and then the next thing you know, they got another great mate. So why is it so hard when, when you do build all that stuff as an individual and have all your friends around, why is it hard for a mate to come in and fit into the picture? Even if you take it on the other level of you start out with a mate and you're at nothing, but then all of a sudden you develop worth or wealth or whatever it is, and you a music, musician becomes famous or an actor becomes famous. A lot of times, tell me if I'm wrong, Crosby, that you see him like, whoa, there's jealousy, there's animosity, there's envy. envy. There's something that says, we, we can't stay together. You're out there hoity-toying around. There are some couples that have stayed together through that that you know that blowout of, of becoming famous or becoming wealthy or something. But a lot of times you see marriages break up when they had nothing, they were in love and they had something. And then all of a sudden, they, Bill Gates just got divorced. Right. What sense does that make? Be Be Bezos just got divorced. What's <laughs> it, when they were dirt poor, they loved each other. But now that you're rich as shit, you can't stand to see him in your mansion anymore? Like To me, it's a risk. What? How do you tell yourself, I'm going to get married, if somebody like Jeff Bezos can't make it work? 
That's fine. I just saw uh, I just saw a picture online that said the two wealthiest men in the world both got divorced this year. How the hell are we supposed to make it work? <laughs> oh, did you? I never saw that. I'm, no, just, yeah. I'm saying if you think about it, though, no, if I, they can't, how can how, with money's a big problem. Money's a though, huge thing with it. You know, finances are a big part of divorce. Part of part of those two guys, in my opinion, would be that they probably never were really very lucky in the lady category, and now they're both billionaires and. Supermodels are probably shooting them DMs every night because they want a little piece of the of the pie, and and the temptation became too great. Would be my guess. We'll never know what really happened, but you know, there's a there's a million variables that go into, you know, what we're talking about here, and for the average person, you know, I, I have seen a lot of couples that, you know, started a business and were real successful, and they just stayed, you know, obviously continued on with their life but with a lot more money and then i've seen people that like you just said but on a smaller scale you know start a business and it gets real successful and now the two of them it's like they it's like they supported each other they raised the family they got the kids out of the house and then they were mature enough sometimes to say look we're just not love anymore yeah you get some of this i get some of this you go on i go on and hopefully it's amicable to where they don't have to get in a big fight over it. But I've seen right. that too, where, yeah. where, you know, out now that the kids are out of the house, we know we're not meant to be anymore. A yeah. lot of people realize down the line, we're not meant to be. Oh, I, I think there's a lot of people that, well, you said it early on. It starts out all peaches and cream, you know, puppy love, you know, the whole nine yards. Throw a few years on that, you know, throw some hard times on that. And, like you said, mix in a kid or two or whatever, and you see, you know, somebody's real true colors. I think a lot of people, and then I think a lot of people get, well, now we have a kid. We better stay together for the kid. You know, I've heard that a, a million times. But then, yeah, as soon as the kids are grown or understand enough, then they split up, you know. I wonder what the study is on the health re- benefits of that for the family structure to, for the kid to see it go and then know that they were only together for the kid and once he or she graduates high school or whatever and they're out of the house then the, the parents are done with each other too i wonder if it's better for a kid to understand the sense of worth and worthiness and if that mom and that dad are not worthy to one another anymore and they're just in it to go through the motions to raise the kids and they're going to still be great family structure and great unity and great parenting and all the things that go with that but now you're talking 15, 14, 13, 10 years, 18 years, or whatever it is, that this man and this woman are like, damn it, I, I, I feel like I'm more worthy of this. I need somebody else in my life. I feel like I need more. I deserve more. I'm, I'm better suited for somebody else. I'm just going to stay together for these kids. Wouldn't those kids understand better that their mom and dad needed to be worthier when, and not stay together for just the, the general sense of that the kids grow up in a family structure, even though that is admirable, right? To raise kids and stay together even when you know you're not in love with the person. But to me, that's not being, that's not keeping your individuality. That's, and I'm, maybe it's selfish to think that way, but I don't know if it is. I'm just asking questions. No, I, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think, you know, if two people are going to split with kids involved, it, you just do it. And, and you try to have, you know, a, a good working relationship with the other person. That is a lot easier said than done, especially when you start splitting up assets and shit like that. You know, uh, people's feelings get hurt. That's just how it is. And, uh, but the ideal thing, I believe split, the kids are going to be upset for a, for a certain amount of time. And like you said, you, you want to work it all out amicably, that was a very difficult word to say. It is, um, isn't it? I've been trying all day. Yeah, it's hard. But, you know, you hate to hear two, two parents, you know, that constantly fight over custody and money and child support and who's going to buy the Nikes this year. You know, I hope people shelter that away from their kids. But you got to, you know, as kids get older, they're smart enough to know what's going on, right? You got to, you've got to have a, you, you know, you've got it you got to have a good working relationship with your ex and you know that's what i think you've got to do right for the kids i don't think kids do they understand maybe but they're gonna they're gonna soon realize it's not worth being miserable 
in a relationship with someone you don't want to be with anymore, you know, because you're trying to protect your kids from divorce. Divorce happens in the United States more than 50% of the time. Is it over 50%? Oh, now? yeah. I mean, it's I, it's probably well over 50% now. You know, so their friends' parents are going through it. Their cousins' parents are going through it. You know what I mean? Why do people get married? I'm, I'm Why not, do people get the government involved and make it official with a license and a piece of paper? Because that's what you were told to do from day one, and they put religion into it. I mean— I honestly don't know. And I'm, I've never been married. I don't intend to get married. I did say earlier, if Jilly were to put a gun to my head, I you don't I, think that you're missing something in life. Alex? I don't. I, I really I've yet. And I, I know you have an answer for this. I always ask everybody, give me an give me a non-financial reason why you need to get married. And we just we just briefly said, you know, we got to get the government involved, religions involved. But I truly believe that that is a is a piece of paper that to me means nothing you know I, I do believe and now i have to clarify i don't feel that jilly you know feels as strongly as maybe some girls do there's girls out there in the world that they've been dreaming of their wedding since day one you know what i mean and soon you as don't think she has i don't believe she has there's no way bro i'm just telling you dude i i mean we've been together nine years her mom and dad have a great marriage it's great I mean, my mom and dad have a great marriage, yeah, but and then, and then yeah, both but my brothers are divorced. Yeah, I don't that. That's what I mean. Is like those things don't matter here. So, so we're talking about individuality. Why? Why wouldn't in your mind, Jilly should be able to go? He doesn't want to get married. What do I care? We own a home together. We have a dog together. He works okay, with my dad. Wanted, what if she wanted kids? Is it unethical to have kids out of wedlock and raise them out of wedlock and have those kids as you you and just Jilly, not married, but uh, great mom and dad? No, absolutely not. Then has, is that an option? For me? Yes. Well, I don't want kids either. I think you do. I don't. 100%. I truly think you do. I 100% do not. You do say the F word around a lot in front of All kids. All the time. Is that the scare away because you hate kids? I'm scared to death to hold newborn babies when they can't hold their own head up. You ask anyone. Uh, I I've never changed a diaper in my entire life. I can't stand the smell of you know <laughs> baby diapers. I it's 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 not for me, dude. I brought and I know everyone's gonna Is say, "Oh selfish? my god, wait till your kid looks you in the eye." I I don't have to worry about okay, that. Okay, then the, okay then. What about the thought of being a grandpa someday? That doesn't intrigue you. Not one bit. What, I does it, your dad? Your dad's I, got grandkids. Is your dad like being a grandpa? My dad sees his grandkids once a you know twice, three times a year. I mean, so he doesn't give a shit. I think he loves it, but it's just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put any stock in you know what if you have a kid and they move to New York City and you live in Reno, Nevada, and it happens all the time over and over, and you know you never get to see your grandkids. You know that's a I just, it doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything to me. I, it just doesn't. I, maybe I'm different. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, man. Right into the show and tell me how wrong I am. I know people get a great sense of pride okay, for their let kids. let me ask you this. Yes. How do we turn breaking it down into a counseling Marriage session? stands for monotony. Breaking it down. It yeah, could be I anything. It could be, it could be being I'm sure people want to hear about this. They, people stands, have this in their head. Marriage is, it means monotony. Yeah. What you're in right now means monotony. Yeah. Why? Why? Why do that? Why? If you why keep it just monotony, but not monotony in marriage. But now you're gonna say like, okay, well, you're leaving it open to be swingers. Are you leaving it open that she can go out and see other dudes, or you could go out and have a hall pass when you're at Sturgis and get some naked Harley chick on the back of your truck, back of your big old motor scooter there? Like why? Are you monotony, monotonous with one person, but you're not making it official? That means that you can go out and do whatever you want. No, it, to me, that does not mean that. I have no, I, there's no value to me in the word marriage, in a marriage license, in a wedding ring, in a, in a ceremony. Th those things don't mean anything to me. Like, you you actually said it better than I've ever said it before. We're, we we got to go ask the government if we can get married. I got to fill out a form to get married. That validates it. That doesn't validate anything to me. 
me, I look at our relationship. We've been together nine years. We own a home together. We have a dog together. I have a business with her dad. I help her with her business. You know, I'll do anything for her. She'll do anything for me. I don't, I don't need anything else. And I think, I don't know why, and I don't know if it would happen to me or it wouldn't happen to me, but things get screwed up when people get married. And I don't, I, I, I don't know why. And maybe they would have happened no matter what. But I'll, both my brothers, happy relationships. They get married. You know, it's, you know, relatively soon thereafter that they're getting divorced. What changed? You know, a marriage changed. So I guess what I'll say is if, if we get along together so great right now and we own a home together, children aren't on the plate for us, uh, you know, but we have a dog and all that. What is going to be provided non-financially because everyone says, well, you pay taxes less when you're married. I don't give a shit about that. I'm going to save $400 a year in taxes there. I, I feel there's only downside in getting married because I place no, no value in the, the things that come of a marriage. You know what I mean? I don't uh, there to me, a wedding ring doesn't symbolize shit. I probably wouldn't even wear one. I, I wear no jewelry right now. So do you think that if you, if you, without talking to her, just got down on a knee, would she laugh out loud? Like, I know her family. Like, would she fall down laughing like Dave Chappelle was on stage in front of her? Um, would she call her dad on FaceTime and go, can you believe this idiot? He, he really thinks I'm going to fall for this? Like, how would it go if you as a man decided, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask this young lady to marry me. She would, she would absolutely say yes. It would be like anything else. I uh, yes, that part of it would be romantic. I, big I, wedding, big wedding. No, I and I've always said that too. If I if I ever get married, it'll be a, a uh, you're married into an Italian chapel. Family, bro. It'll be a, JP knows everybody in the city. Oh no, I would have to ask JP. Before would you guys I did ride it. out on horses in the Reno rodeo and JP come riding out on his mustache? No. We play the Mario Brothers music. While I would bounce around on a horse. I would. It would be the Chapel of Love downtown. Then I would ask JP to cater it for free, and I would have a giant party. <laughs> so you would look like Hangover the movie. Yeah, exactly. You get the photo album with the coffee cups. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's out of the question, though. It, okay. I'm starting to read into you a little bit that you might. Be getting ready to pop the question. I thought you were going to at your birthday in COVID, which was a weird deal. Yeah. You and Shaleen really planned that one well. That was well executed. But I thought that was going to be the day. Even Dorico goes, ask her. I know. No, I, I'm telling you, dude, I, pl I have – there is no value in marriage to me. If, if, I, had to, if I had to do it to <laughs> – it sounds stupid to even say. If I had to do it to keep Jilly, I would – I guess I would do it, but I mean, it, it wouldn't, it means nothing to me. It means nothing to me. I would, I would not want to plan a wedding. I would not want to, you know, I would, I wouldn't mind having a bachelor party only because I like to party a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Where? Nashville for sure? Cabo. Cabo? Three days. You're getting out the country. Got All to. inclusive? Or are you going oh, in yeah. town? You going in, into the city streets? All of it. You're going to go risk Squid it. row. You're risking it. I'm going to see if Sammy Hagar's call there. Sammy and tell no, him to yeah. play I Can't Drive 55. Exactly. Just light up the entire Cabo Wobble scene. Exactly. That that literally is the and, – and even that, I, I could just go to Cabo with my friends How for three days. How big anyway. of a waste of money is a wedding and a reception? In my opinion, the biggest. You're talking 30, 40 – I mean, you look at some of these weddings and you're just like, what the freak? Like landing in a helicopter and oh, yeah. you're talking 100, 200, quarter of a million dollar weddings like – to each their own. You got disposable income. Roll with it. Do what makes you smile. But how big of a waste? That's the question. I'm not saying it is. I'm asking you. I'm wording this for your question. Your answer. How big of a waste of money is a wedding and a reception? Huge, huge. The build up to it. I'll the tell amount, you. Not to mention the sweat equity and elbow grease that goes into oh. picking napkins and dresses and try out and this and that. And then the pressure that Who's it puts on all the other people. Yeah. yeah. The pressure it puts on, I got to give up one who, of my summer Saturdays now. Are you nuts? Who are you picking for your best man? Who's going to be in the groom's party? You're going to let, you know, Clint sit next to Tom? Or, you know, it, dude, that seems like nothing but stress. I want the most high speed, low drag life possible. I don't want to plan stuff like that. I don't want to think about stuff like that. I would never want to spend that money. My parents offered both my brothers the money for the wedding, or I don't know what the the, the groom's side pays for the honeymoon or whatever. Yeah. They said, cash, 
and why don't you buy a you know put your down payment on your house or go do whatever you want or we'll pay for whatever they're both of them chose for my parents to pay for what they were to do they both will tell you to this day they should have took the money including the person that they were married to. you know what i'm saying like i'm basically saying a week two weeks later they went we should have just took that money instead of having this wedding and honeymoon and all this bs how much is a wedding dress i have no idea Two grand, five grand? Two to ten. I mean, some of them are hundreds yeah, of dollars. Yeah, so to wear one time, and nobody sells their wedding they dress. Look, they look beautiful. In so girls, what? Man. I don't know, man. I, it's a crazy, it's, it's me, a dude. crazy, crazy thought that, but again, you throw a birthday party and it's extravagant. You're throwing the party for your friends. It's for the family. It's for the celebration. I could see a, a birthday party a hundred times over. I would rather barbecue buy a million beers have everybody over in the backyard and but you know what's crazy and i hear it all the time the religious aspect people people older people think that jillian and i are terrible you're sinners yeah we're terrible people for being together but not being married (laughs) but a critical thinker what is marriage and who thought of it and why do we have to still follow why are there all these fees attached to it you know what I mean? And I get that you could Well, no, you can't. You I couldn't just buy Julia a ring and have her buy me a ring and go, hey, we're we're married, we're together for the rest of our lives. No. You gotta have some piece of paper filled out with the government so you can get your tax break and get your significant other's health insurance, or it doesn't count. So it's cheapened to me. I feel the same way about what we're going through with this coronavirus and this vaccine. You get free donuts if you get it, free hamburgers. You know why? Well, why it's are commercialized. you? <clears throat> it's so commercialized. It's so. Uh, I don't even know if we should ever even break down our thoughts on this. The vaccine. I just. I don't know. I don't know. It's almost it's like. I don't. It's touchy. It's real. T- I mean, I'm not getting it. No. And that's what. So that's what I just. I, I think about the same way with marriage, right? If marriage is such a beautiful thing and it's this bond, why is our government involved in it? And and I would equate the same with this vaccine is. If it's so important and if this thing's so deadly, why is our government giving us free donuts for doing it and free cheeseburgers and white lottery tickets in Ohio? There should be no incentive. So when you and Jillian break up in five years, hypothetically thinking because you're not going to marry her and she's going to find some big Italian that her dad's <laughs> going to be like, whack this dude <laughs> yeah. and you're marrying my daughter. Um, you're not going to say I'm taking half of Pinocchio's. I'm not. I'm not. You're common law. You're giving. I, I just worked my ass off for you for ten years. You're putting in a lot of. You're putting in a lot of time. I, I mean, I would get half of our house. I would definitely get the bulldog. Guaranteed, you wouldn't. I, that, and hey, that's where two people can't be friends after a breakup. <laughs> oh, it all came back but around t- over hey, a bulldog. And let over me tell the you, ugliest dog oh, on yeah. the planet. Let me tell you, she she tried to walk off with Pecan. Woo. I might be, I might be, be in, I might be out in Lovelock or wherever that prison is. It'd be up where OJ was, right? But hey, can you? I, I just stumbled onto something. There was a very famous case here where a guy, you know, oh Darren Mack, yeah, killed his ex wife over money, and basically, ju- and attempted murder on the judge or yeah. the divorce. Yeah, he was charged a million dollars a month, is what I understood. His what do they call that? Alimony and. Uh, no, not a month. Maybe it was a million dollars total. Yeah. But no, like it might have been a year, but not a month. Or a year, yeah. So he busts his ass, or somebody in his family, or how I don't know how they got their money. But they somebody worked hard. Very Are few you people. really taking our beautiful conversation on marriage and infidelity and all of the things that go into this? We really broke down like what it means to be infidel, have infidelity, have monogamy, yeah, yeah. marriage, the beautiness of it. And now you're going to end this with Darren freaking Mac. I'm just, hey, I'm a, telling a you how real. In his garage where he waited yep. for his wife to pull into the garage. This is how we're going to end this yes. beautiful sermon. Because... That's wow. how that's how it that's how real this is it how can you get. look at marriage? Yes. No. Oh come on. Come dude. on. Bruh. I mean, What's bruh? That's the new word, bruh. That's our bro. Bruh. We used to say bruh. bro, you know. Homie up, bro? and bro sound cool, bruh. I, no, I never say I'm bro. out on it. I'm out. Bro. We gotta do this. We we gotta break down generations. The generations and the last tough generation is like sixty uh what is it, sixty nine to seventy five, the X Gen. 
No, because I have to be right, great. Maybe it's 79. I have to be. It, it, it's supposed to stop at 79, but I was born in 80, and I'm definitely some a part of, of that do, crew. Some of the records do say 80. It's got to be 80. because But most of them say 79, which leaves you out. I think you're I a, a millennial geek. Or I'm, I'm a fucking millennial. <laughs> I'm a, I am technically, by some terms, a millennial. No, it's millennial. It boils 80? my blood. Is millennial eighty? They say it stops no, at seventy nine. No, there's something before millennial. No, I'm a millennial. And oh I hate, my gosh, I can't I have you on this podcast anymore. That's why I said I'm grouped into the seventy nine folks. But I would. Most love, of them say seventy nine, bro. I know, bro, bro. You bruh. just said it again. Bruh. I would like to uh, break that down one day because, woof. There's We're a new meme the out there that way. says the last tough generation or something that no sissies allowed was 69 to 80? 69 to 79? 79, no, I think it's, that's not it. That's too many years. Is it 10? Is it a decade? I I know it cuts off at 79 because I'm upset that I fall under the category because I was born in 1980. Uh, I'll look it up real quick. We need that fact checker ASAP. Oh, I got it right here. I got a meme just sent to me. You did? Yeah, it says it right here. Look. You seeing this? Millennials. Oh, this one says 1981 to 96. No I'm, way. Gen X is 65 to 80. Oh, whole big Gen weight. X was the last great generation before all these sissies were born. 65 to 79. See, this one says 65 to 80. I wonder what the truth is. We need to find this out. We need to figure... Who do we ask? Google. I'm, I'm on we Google. We got to get a whole bunch of people born in 1980 in here and, and, and interview them to see if they fit. I'd all, say they do. I'd say... All my friends do, for the most part. What a great decade. Some have been steered the wrong way, though, due to their wives, probably. Wow. Speaking of marriage. You're going to say that right now on a marriage talk. Happens, dude. Wow, John Soul. I mean, John Soul. <laughs> 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 oh, God. This has been another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Every, give me a break. Talked about breaking up. Talked about Alex's life. I don't know mm. why he brought Darren Mack into this. Please, nobody Google that. Don't let it ruin your day. Jack Daniels, thank you. Audience, thank you. Subscribers, thank you. Downloaders, thank you. We'll be back at you with another episode of Breaking It Down. This Life Ain't For Everybody podcast with Chad and Alex. Appreciate all the support. Peace. Peace.